This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, we talk with Sandra Hennessy about marketing your business during the coronavirus crisis. Sandra, very welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Um, thanks for joining us. Would you would you let us know a bit about yourself and um, and what you do? I will. Uh, Sandra Hennessy from Be Dynamic. I am a digital marketing trainer and consultant predominantly, but I do some mentoring as well. So I work with clients on their digital marketing strategy, but also my ethos is very much to upskill people so that they can actually manage their digital marketing in-house because it's much more cost effective um, and can be much more um, effective for them as a business. Very good. So is it kind of predominantly kind of what smaller businesses that, and sole traders will say that you would, you would be mostly working with? Very much mixed bag. So yeah. I have multinational companies that I work with, oh, wow. and I write down to your know, kind of individual sole trader and everything in between. Um, I do a lot of work in the tourism sector because I'm a, 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 a mentor and a, a trainer with uh, Fulch Ireland. So people kind of naturally gravitate to me because of the training and stuff that I do with them. But I work across all sectors. Just at the tourism sector at the moment, are they, are they trying to put more of a focus now on online or have they just kind of completely stopped really doing anything at the moment? There's, what's happened a lot is when the COVID-19 happened, just based on my own client base, a lot of activity kind of stopped because everybody was a bit shell-shocked, I think. Um, but then what happened is every, everything kind of settled. And I've even seen this cross the board with all clients kind of into the start of April, middle of April, into the end of April, everything started relaxing a little bit. Businesses started to ramp up their social media again. They started to advertise again. So I think they're starting to gear up again for open. Um, I think they're going to be open phase four. So um, I, a lot of them are going to be starting to kind of ramp up their marketing again on that basis. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Cool. It's almost like that startup mentality again, isn't it? For a lot of these companies that could have been around for years, had to stop everything and now have to re redo their marketing as if they were almost starting a business again, just reintroducing customers to what they're going to do and why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I've tried to instill in people and not, not everyone listens to me, but I try is to one of the things I always say to clients is don't go dark. The worst thing they can do is stop all activity. Because yeah. what they do is they lose then their customer um, affinity and advocacy to another brand potentially. So that's the worst thing anyone can do is just to go dark. But even they're like they're all diversifying at this, you know at a, at a really fast rate. Like they're now doing takeaway meals where they were bringing people in to enjoy kind of a restaurant um, ambiance and a restaurant kind of experience. So everything is changing. So they're they're trying to fight fires a lot at the moment and trying to fit their marketing around that. Yeah, and it, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see though that, that adoption so quickly, and especially for, I suppose, a sector that wouldn't have necessarily relied massively on, on their own digital, digital presence. A lot of them are adopting to it. I know we've been inquiries from restaurants, you know, they want click, click to calls or click and collect set up. Um, so it's great to see them adapting so, so quick. Um, and do you think, when you say you work with Fault Ireland a lot, has, has work there kind of, has that pretty much on pause at the moment? Is there, is there much that the, the Irish tourism industry is doing in terms of the digital space at the moment? 
Yeah, there's a lot of supports online. Now, I haven't been in touch with any of my Fudge Ireland contacts, but I even just see their stuff coming out through LinkedIn a lot. They're, they're, I think they're focusing at the moment in creating a lot of kind of online help, a lot of online resources for them. But they're also, just as an industry, trying to figure out what's the new normal going to be. Yeah. So from even from a health and safety hygiene perspective, you know, social distancing, what are the procedures that I think that's where the focus is at the moment. Like there was a huge amount um, of like I was doing a, a lot of training and stuff um, earlier in the year and kind of at the end of mid to the end of last year. But they those projects kind of came to a natural end anyway. So I think the, the focus at the moment is probably on the kind of the more health and hygiene and getting those procedures and policies in place with. Um, obviously in line with the government's recommendations. But I, I see that there will be a move to much more digital supports. Yeah. In, okay. in terms, in terms, Sandra, would say of people in the hotel or the restaurant business right now, besides we'd say not going dark, what kind of other advice would you, would you have for them? Yeah, well, the first thing there is really don't go dark because I did have a couple of clients who just stopped all activity. And it's taken us a lot to try and get people back, back engaged, yeah. Yeah, to try and build the engagement back up. Um, so that's really the first rule is even if you're only posting half of what you were posting is to post something. But it's really to look at what your customers want from you now. Um, a lot of businesses still have nothing to sell, but they still have absolutely nothing to sell. So like I manage social media for futurism clients. And we're not selling, we're just inspiring. We're just reminding people we're here. We're doing simple things like um, quizzes. And the quiz has no end, end game. There's no like competition, anything like that. It's just simple engagement. Um, and it's just to try and get people to engage with the brand again. Um, I always say to, to my clients is people can't buy from businesses they don't know exist. So it's very much a brand awareness piece at the moment, but just keeping people engaged with the brand, but not to the point where you're kind of irritating them. So it's trying to find that nice balance, but brand awareness is something that everybody, and that's kind of a starting point for everybody. And social media really is a place that they need to be looking to. Yeah, um, I mean, it's where people's attention is. Um, so I suppose in terms then of the positive impact, I suppose this can potentially have, um, I suppose definitely from the point of view of people within businesses getting training, in the digital side of things. So there are a lot of people who wouldn't have looked at it before, but now they're starting to kind of dip their toe into the water and really get a, a feel for this space. I know obviously you do, you do a lot of hands-on training with people. Have you seen a, a big uptake on, and that, well, not hands-on now, it'll be more online, yeah. but have you, <laughs> hands off. <laughs> hands off training. <laughs> yeah. um, have you seen a big, a big uptake in kind of SMEs kind of going that route now, looking to try and get trained up in that sector? Yeah, absolutely. Huge numbers. Like I'm doing a lot with the local enterprise offices at the moment. Um, I'm a lot. Of, I'm on a lot of the training panels, and they're like I had a heart attack myself when this first started because I literally got email after email, cancellation, cancellation, cancellation. I went into panic mode myself, so I started putting contingency plans in place, and I started redeveloping all my training programs to be delivered online. Um, and they all were very cautious at the beginning, going, "Look, we'll trial this, we'll see how it goes." But it's actually been really, really successful. Like I'm doing training programs twice a day, every day, five days a week at the moment. Um, and they're getting numbers like 20, 30 people coming on to some of the training programs. People are looking to upskill. They want to be able to harness the power of digital. The problem is for businesses um, that now that there's so many new people coming into the space, there's much more noise online. Yeah. So it's trying to get through all that noise and get noticed by your customers. So it's actually getting harder. And like Facebook saw, um, growth 
um, when COVID-19 happened. Because and it's not so much people are using it to publish, it's more people are using it kind of as a newsfeed to keep up with what's happening. Um, yeah. So there's a lot more noise to try and get through. So finding that sweet spot of when to post, what to post, um, you know, even what channels to use is getting a little bit more difficult because there's so much noise to, kind of, to get through. But it's just, it's, and it, I suppose what I always say to clients as well is, it's not one rule fits all. Like an example, I was working with a hotel recently and, and um, the hotel that I work for, we did a um, colouring competition um, for Easter. It worked really, really well. And I'm doing a bit of consultancy with another hotel where a very similar offering, similar type of hotel, similar target markets. And we tried the colouring competition as well because they liked the idea of it. Bombed. Absolutely fell flat in its face. Nobody engaged at all. And they're very, very similar businesses. So what people need to realize is just because somebody's doing something doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be the right thing for them and their customers. So they have to look at what their customers need from them and try and identify what those needs are. Um, and social media is actually a really good place to kind of source that type of information based on sharing content and engaging on it. Great testing ground. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Like yeah. One, one thing I love from uh, the restaurants, I think, they should all be doing is pulling out the phones and telling the story of every dish they have on the menu. Like, I mean, there's so much content you could, you could produce from that. And again, you'll create that connection then with people to the dish. So I'm going to be much more inclined to order it online or tip and collect it. Um, because as you say, there are a lot for the ones that are have adapted or have pivoted that I think that is a great way to be able to, to advertise your, your restaurant is to just tell the story of every single dish on your menu. And you've got like probably two or three weeks of content. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, people love storytelling. People and people love behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, like one of the clients that I work with is Cork Vienna Woods down in Glanmire. And Michael, the owner, like I know that if, if he is on the face of any video, we know it always does very well. But the other day he put up a post where he just walked people around the kitchen. He just explained what happened in the kitchen because they're very much, um, they're very big for kind of weddings and functions and things like that. So the kitchen is a big, big part of what they do. Um, so he walked around and he just showed people all the different equipment, what they do, chatted to people. And got, if you look at it, you'll see that it got lots and lots of engagement. Like it was one of the best posts in the last kind of several months. You know, so some, some simple, simple things. Um, and as you say, that storytelling piece is really important and getting people engaged. That behind the scenes stuff, people just eat that up. Especially at the moment, I mean, like what you're doing right now is so important. I mean, like I'm just thinking of myself, I'm very cautious, little bit of a German folk. So I've only bought one takeaway in the last six weeks. <laughs> yeah. And the one takeaway I bought was because the, the restaurant had lots of videos on their feed of the staff preparing food in a really hygienic way. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, and that's one of the questions I asked them. I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, to go down to West Cork. Um, it was supposed to be July, but we've moved it out to August. And one of the first things I asked them when I was moving the date was, so what are you doing in line? Like, wh how are you going to, like, because people are breathing into the pillows. People are breathing into the duvets. Like, am I going to be getting a duvet that somebody the previous night has slept in? And this is the type of thing that people are looking for. They want to trust in what you're providing. So whether it's a bed for the night, whether it's food, whatever type of the service it might be, they need to trust that, you know, they're safe. So feeding all that information through in regards to the policies and procedures that are being put in place. And like even simple things, like I'm doing a training course at the moment. And one of the first things I advise people is, have you put up a post in the last week advising people of what you're doing in relation to COVID? Something really, really simple, just keeping people up to date with, okay, we're still closed or we're opening up because people have no idea. 
if some yeah. of the big brands in this country shut down, they shut down their online shops, they shut down their stores, people just don't have a clue who's open, who's not. So simple things like that. And fear the fear factor is still is still massive out there. And like you said, Jen, the one takeaway you bought from is the one who showed their procedures, they showed what they were actually doing to protect people. Yeah. Um, and there are probably hundreds of thousands of businesses out there doing all those things, but that's the one business that, that, that showed it. So they, so they got the customer. That's yeah. what I was thinking in my head. I was like, they're probably all doing it. Like they must be. But yeah. then my gut was just like, and even though I knew they probably put it online just for that reason that I would buy and right. <laughs> it worked. It worked regardless. <laughs> yeah. But people shouldn't forget, like social media is amazing. Um, but people shouldn't forget other channels like email marketing. Yeah. Like people yeah. have more time now. And I've actually seen a lot more activity on social media and email marketing. I got a really nice email from the Connacht Hotel in Galway. I stayed there, obviously, not recently, but I think it was about three months ago now. It was just an email, just kind of like, how are you? You know, nothing out of the ordinary, not trying to sell me anything, just reminding me they're there. So the power of email marketing is still there. And people have more time now to be engaging in these things. Um, but I've definitely seen a surge in activity. Like there's businesses even local to me here that may have might have posted once or twice a week and now they're on it three and four times a day on their social media. Yeah. And I think I've seen people as well who wouldn't have used video before or put themselves out there before and they're doing it as well. I think there's yeah. there's there's almost it's almost like this gives you almost more um more permission to almost kind of throw yourself out there more almost yeah. if you feel a bit more comfortable with it, I think. Which, which will obviously lead on after this. That's it. They're creating good habits now, which will yeah. hopefully take them forward. So if they get into the habit of doing their live stream every day for 10 minutes or whatever it is, hopefully that will take them forward because it takes 21 times to create a habit. So hopefully if they've created the habit now, that will take them forward because they, they need this. They need, and actually, like if what it's done is it has actually made us take, make decisions that we were putting off. Like even my own business, I always knew I was going to have to go to online training. Always knew it. But I was just procrastinating because I was like, I'm okay. I'm getting lots of bookings for face-to-face. -face. I'm fine. I don't need to worry about it now. Then suddenly overnight, I have to diversify the business. Yeah. Um, so people are diversifying. They're changing what they're, what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, and they just need to be just more active to show people what they're doing. And this is actually creating some really good habits for people. It's really kickstarted that digital transformation that we've Absolutely. been hoping for for so long as well. <laughs> forced, yeah, it's forced our hands. Yeah. Brilliant. Sandra, if um, anyone listens, would like to find out any bit more about the training you provide to your business, where's the, the best place for them to hit to? Um, if they pop onto my website, be dynamic, that's B-E, dynamic, uh, .ie, or just Google Sandra Hennessy, you'll find me. <laughs> Not too many of us out there. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very much, Sandra. I hope everybody found that helpful. And I think key takeaway really is, you know, get out there on social, get producing content and, and you know, start at the very least telling the, the stories around your business or the stories around your products and services. Start testing. Test, test, test. See what works. Everybody's audience is different. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Sandra. Thanks a million, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everyone, Mark from Click here. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't subscribed already, I'd love for you to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Type in the Digital Marketing Scoop and subscribe. That way you'll get notified anytime we put up a new episode. Thanks again for listening.